0: today (laughs) if we haven't had a chance to meet face to face before my name is gabrielle and i'm really excited to be here with you today thank you kim for that beautiful rendition of mary did you know and uh i think we said this last sunday but. Thank you all for coming out on this rainy day two rainy sundays in a row it's been a lot of rainy weekends back to back but look you made it so i'm so glad you're here and hello to everybody watching on live stream if you couldn't make it um, we're glad that you're watching anyway so i'm really excited about this series that we were, have been in uh, about christmas carols and the truths the biblical truths that are in these songs and i really just love the angle that we're taking i said obviously that this in the first service but you know we as humans we learn in many different ways, but I think we all know one of the ways we can remember things better is through song and melody. That's why the ABCs will never get out of your head. That's why other songs will never get out of your head, you know, (laughs) for better or for worse. Uh, But when it comes to Christmas carols, they come back annually. It's kind of a routine. And if we're not careful, they could become very white noise, you know, but as so many of these Christmas carols are so rooted in so much biblical truth, because so many of the people who wrote them had such a deep biblical knowledge and theological revelation. And so there were so many that we could have chosen, but the ones that we did choose, I'm excited to dive into it because as we pull out those scriptural truths and as we dive into them, hopefully we all in the midst of the busyness and the hustle and the bustle will be able to remember the messages just a little bit more throughout the week because they're based on songs we've already know, you know. So speaking of the hustle and the bustle, who has a very long to-do list still yet to do? between now and Christmas day. How are we all do it. Okay, yes. Um, some of you might be on top of it and we admire you for that. I typically enjoy being on top of to-do lists. My mom actually kind of jokingly lovingly makes fun of me for all of my lists all the time, you know. And this year I said, I'm not going to I'm going to be on top of it this year, you know. But no matter how hard I try, it still felt like Christmas for whatever reason it's kind of happening to me as opposed to me having a handle on it, you know. And that could just happen. But I think that that's why like no matter how hard you try that could happen and I think it's so important to be thinking just for these four little weeks to come together and to see and remind ourselves why this season is this season and I know we say it every year but it's so true Jesus is the reason for the season all the to-dos are necessary and you got things to do and if you're a parent you're trying to make it extra special and you have gifts and parties and all that's wonderful and so many of you are involved with ministries as we just said the toy drive yesterday it's so beautiful we have the play coming up so many of you are so involved and that's all good stuff too obviously right but as long as we remember even in the midst of all that busyness it's about jesus amen so I'm really excited to dive into this today and I know it's a little on the nose that the pastor with the toddler is doing Mary did you know? <laughs> I understand that but it's act- I did not choose it because of that. <laughs> and I will obviously get into why I chose it. But whether you love the song or you just feel indifferent about the song or what have you, I would invite you to kind of get rid of any preconceived notions you have about it because the song actually has so much meaning to it and i've always liked the song but it actually was never one of my all-time favorite ones everyone's got their favorite ones that they love to go back to and i've always loved i've liked it but it wasn't until last year where i found a new love for it and nate's extended family on his mom's side every couple of years does a christmas devotional i know right this is the family nate came from right <laughs> it makes sense but that last year they said why don't we do a christmas carol themed family devotional so they invited anyone who wanted to be a part of it they gave them a date and it was really really cool to wake up every morning in December last year with a new devotional and so many people pulled out so many really deep theological things out of so many Christmas carols and for me I had at that time just heard a rendition of it from Jordan Smith it wasn't new last year but I highly recommend that version it's really really good and I just kind of listened to it with fresh ears And then upon so i chose to do that one for the devotional last year and i'm pulling a lot of that out of from this today but also just diving into why it was written and really the meaning behind it i just it just had a new fresh meaning to me and i hope it does for you as well and i think there was an added layer obviously of becoming a parent when you are a parent and you're literally dealing 24 7 with an infant it does change the truth of what happened on christmas it just adds a different layer to it but even if you're not a parent in the room This message is literally for everyone. That's the point of Christmas. (laughs) Amen. So with that, we're just going to dive right into it. And this song out of the four that we're doing is definitely the newest one. Um, Pastor Jim, I forgot. I'm sorry. When you said Hark the Herald Angels Sing was, when was that written? Late seventeen hundreds, or wow, and this was nineteen ninety-one. So there's a little bit of a generation gap between the two, but uh, they are both very vital and very important. And the Mark Lowry, who wrote this song, he it has become a modern-day classic because literally hundreds of people have re-recorded this song google would not give me a specific answer on how many because we we lost track somewhere (laughs) along the way and so if you're an artist who sings christmas music they're gonna end up singing mary did you know and because of the popularity though sometimes like with all popular songs it can go one of two ways as i said before um theologians you know Forgive the sarcasm, but the church does have a tendency to create its own controversies. <laughs> and so some theologians haven't been a fan of the song. They think that it, quote, lacks, some of them, not all of them. Some of them think it, quote, lacks spiritual and theological depth, and others think it's, quote, degrading and even, quote, sexist towards Mary. But personally, I feel that these theologians have completely missed the point of this powerfully poetic song. Because even Mark Lowry will tell, has told us, and I was able to listen to some videos from him, that the song, while it's posed towards Mary uh, as if he was speaking to Mary, it's really not about Mary. We have in- incredible respect for Mary. I've mentioned this before. She's one of my favorite characters in the Bible. I. You know, we all have those lists of people. When we get to heaven, we're obviously going to be with Jesus. We're going to reunite. And then we all have those people where we're like, I would love to ask them certain questions. I'm kind of in Mark Lowry's camp. I want to ask Mary some things. She was an amazing woman. She was chosen by the Lord to do what she had to do. I could not do it. No one here could have done it. The Lord chose her to do it. He gave her the grace. But even he said that it's really about the baby Jesus and the point behind and in between the questions. So maybe you don't feel as harshly as the theologians, but perhaps you also just feel that we know the scripture. We know the word of God, if you've been around the church for a while. So when you hear the title, Mary, Did You Know?, and it's repeated, the question, throughout the song, as we just heard, you might say, well, actually, let's turn to the answer. In Luke chapter 1, verse 30 to 33 it says and the angel said to her meaning mary do not be afraid mary for you have found favor with god and behold you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name jesus and he will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the lord god will give to him the throne of his father david and he will reign over the house of jacob forever and his kingdom and of his kingdom oh i messed that up in first service too and of his kingdom there will be no end amen but you read that and then you say So did she know? Well, yeah. (laughs) So, okay, Mark Lowry, quit asking her. Leave her alone. You know, (laughs) he keeps asking. Now, I don't think that Mary knew every single detail. In fact, I don't think she was supposed to know every detail. She could not have known every detail of what Jesus was about to do. I don't think she understood and nor was supposed to understand the full magnitude of it. And you might think that this sermon is going to be about separating those two things, about what did he know versus she sorry I saw my son and I said he sorry he's going into that room Um, you might say we're going to split what did Mary know versus what didn't she know because that's the title of the song but that's actually not where we're going with this (laughs) we are going to look past those questions and dive into the meaning behind it because this song my notes are out of um, order. Isn't that fun? Normally, I've been using Nate's iPad, but for whatever reason, I didn't this time, and this is why you need to use the iPad. Okay, here it is. (laughs) The song and the lyrics so profoundly articulate the concept of the perfectly magnificent upside-down kingdom of God. So let's just dive into this together. Let's remember, church. The people, the Jewish people, were waiting for years for a messiah now we don't think about that now right because we're on this side of the bcad thing (laughs) we're over here in history but there were hundreds upon hundreds upon thousands of people on the other side before the birth in history that were waiting for their savior they were waiting for a messiah to come so here's the question if you and I were about to write this story We know the story we know how he came in a manger and it's beautiful but if you and i were going to write it how would you write it because i'll be honest with you i don't think many of us would have written it the way it's written there's a reason it was written the way it was written but he could have done this any other way and we don't think about that after we've known the story since we were born practically right jesus could have come by splitting the sky open and riding in he's gonna do that. Like one day but he couldn't do that the first time <laughs> there's a reason for that he could have just appeared on earth as a man randomly and just started fixing everything he could have taken a literal throne he could have been born to a royal family with fanfare and an excitement and a recognition he deserves that after all right to be honest I think if we're honest I think we would have written it like that because to be honest to a human mind that's more exciting right But that's not how our god writes that's not how our god works he's a better writer than you and i (laughs) and there's reasons why he does what he does to the human mind the way it happened makes no sense makes no logical sense it's seemingly very backwards the concept that jesus is both fully god and fully human is what's known in our faith as the hypostatic union everyone say hypostatic union Look at us getting fancy. So that is a tenet of our faith, actually. If you don't know that word, I encourage you to learn it. Hypostatic union, that is a tenet of our faith, meaning it is a pillar. It's one of those non-negotiables. It doesn't move. Some people say Jesus was half man, half God. That is incorrect. He was fully God, fully human. He was without sin because he was fully God, but he is also fully human. And the word talks to us about this in Colossians 2 verses 9. up on the screen for you for in him dwells the fullness of the godhead bodily and in another version it says for in christ lives all the fullness of god in a human body so if you have your bibles i encourage you now to turn to philippians 2 verses 6 through 11 it will be on the screen if you don't have it but we're going to turn to a passage of scripture That i recently just started learning even more about my dad was chatting with me about it and i think he chatted about it in the bible school that we have here recently but paul wrote the book of philippians but this particular section not everybody knows this but this particular section he did not originally pen this particular section is what's called the canonic hymn everyone say canonic hymn it's a fun word right basically it would be the equivalent as if i wrote you an email and then in it for whatever reason, I have the words of Amazing Grace. I did not write Amazing Grace, but I put it in the email, you know. The early church knew these words. It was an early hymn. And I like that concept because here we are talking about Christmas carols. And because this is talking about Jesus and how he came, it's in a sense like their Christmas carol. Why is it called the Kenotic Hymn? Because the Greek word, the Greek root word there is kenosis. Everyone say Kenosis. And that means the emptying, the emptying. It refers to the second person of the Godhead, which is Jesus emptying himself. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing, church. He did not have to do it that way, but he did. He emptied himself for us. So let's read this. Philippians 2, verses six through 11. For this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. And just to reiterate this statement and these thoughts, Hebrews 2.14, this is one of those verses I said in the first service when I was... uh, researching for this message, you know how you read a verse and you know you read it before, but it just sticks out to you in a new way and that happens because the word is alive, right? This is one of those ones for me. Hebrews two fourteen. because God's children are human beings, he made of flesh and blood. The son, meaning Jesus, also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Isn't that beautiful? So he was fully human and yet he was holy and fully God. John 10 verse 30 says, I and my father are one. So I just wanna bring you now to our note sheets and it's okay if you did not grab one, I encourage you to grab one on the way out, but I didn't do fill-ins this particular time. I did however put the lyrics of the song that we just heard sang beautifully by Kim in it. And I would love for you, it's actually not in the front, it's actually on the back. So if you have your notes, just turn it over to the back, if you will. We'll go back to the front in a bit. But I would actually like to read these lyrics again, even though we just heard them and we know them. But when I read them this time, I would like to encourage us all that when I'm singing the Mary Did You Know part, yes, Mark Lowry, he did originally say that he started to sit down and think what would he ask Mary as I said before but when I say that even though it's posed towards Mary because she's the one who had Jesus and was his earthly mother really Mark Lowry was writing this towards all of us as humankind so it's really saying do we all know the gravity of who this baby boy who's not just a baby boy (laughs) do we realize who he is so let's read this together mary did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water mary did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters let's pause there for a moment becoming a parent that verse changes now when i look at my son i think wait (laughs) my son has a hope of eternity because of jesus my son has a hope in this life because of jesus if you have a prodigal son or daughter in your life someone who's not walking with the lord and is your child there is still a hope for them because of jesus and that would not be in existence if jesus had not done what he did amen do you know that your baby boy has come to make you new this child that you've delivered will soon deliver you mary did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man and we know that that's a literal occurrence that happened with jesus but it's it also speaks to all of us because we were blind once and now we see right mary did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand again that's a literal thing that happened but what were we talking about before right that hustle and the bustle sometimes the heartache that comes at christmas time the pain that could be accompanied sometimes the holidays that sting when you had loss that storm Jesus stills that, he brings a stillness to that, amen? That stillness would not exist without Jesus. The world will try to tell you you can get it in multiple ways, (laughs) it's through Jesus. Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod and when you kiss your little baby, you've kissed the face of God? That is the emptying that he did, the humility of our Lord the blind will see the deaf will hear and the dead will live again oh church i said this how many of us have lost loved ones almost all of us right and we remember them a little bit more around the holidays that's not easy but because of jesus and because he humbled himself the dead will live again that's hope there is hope in that that's a christmas message you know thank you jesus the lame will leap the dumb or in other versions all will speak the praises of the lamb i'm not gonna cry for this one like i did in first service hopefully um but that means a lot to me because some of you really don't know this actually but um i have a brother who is our whole world and he is severely special needs he's nonverbal. his name is joey and I might not see Joey's healing this side of heaven, but when we get to heaven, because of Jesus, I will leap with Joey and speak with Joey and sing to the Lord with Joey. (laughs) I almost got through it. (laughs) But that's, that's our hope, right? So when I look at Joey now, And listen, I know I'm talking a lot about eternity. Jesus also wants us to enjoy this life. This life is also a gift, right? But when I see Joey, sometimes I think about that and I say, hey, right now we're doing good. But oh, one day we're going to do a lot better. (laughs) Because that eternity is more real than the reality of you and me sitting here right now, you know? It doesn't feel that way, but it is, (laughs) you know? And any ailment that you might have or any affliction that you might have, because of Jesus that is not forever amen thank you jesus mary did you know that your baby boy is lord of all creation mary did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb and that sleeping child you are holding is the great i am Does that hit a little differently right church it does for me i want to now turn in your notes if you have them to go back to the front please (laughs) I have here just the last verse that I'm that I'm speaking on we're actually gonna be coming in for a landing already you know it's a simple message but it's also very complex isn't it the Christmas message is so simple that a child could fully understand it but it confuses theologians and it confuses intellectuals all the time (laughs) that's why Jesus came the way he did (laughs) because he came for the simplest among us. He came for the young and the old, amen? So here in the front, excuse me, I just gotta grab water. (laughs) In the front here, I have a verse from Isaiah, and then I just, I wrote some thoughts, it was actually from the devotional last year, and I just added them in, not because I think it's any great writing or anything, but it's just some thoughts that as you reflect on this, your brain. Kind of like mark lowry will start having questions he's mark lowry said he had a ton more questions he just couldn't get them to rhyme so he didn't put them in the song (laughs) that might sound a little elementary but that makes sense you know but as you start thinking about this you'll end up with some very what seems basic questions and you'll also come up with some pretty deep theological questions as you kind of reflect on this so my encouragement to you guys if you're willing is just to hold on to this note sheet even if it's just for the week And allow the Holy Spirit to kind of let you reflect on this thought that we're talking about today. This whole emptying, the hypostatic union, the fact that he's fully God, yet fully human. Think on that and reflect on that. So let's start with Isaiah nine, verse six it'll be on your screen if you don't have the notes for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called and we're going to pause here and as you read it up there or in your notes I would love for us to say these four names together out loud and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor Mighty God Everlasting Father Prince of Peace amen amen So as I just read this section, just allow yourself to think on these things. To think that our savior had to be nursed by his mother to survive infancy. Our wonderful counselor had to go through teething. The mighty God had to be fed and washed and clothed. The everlasting father had to be parented by noble but flawed humans who had no prior parenting experience. The Prince of Peace most likely had a favorite little wooden toy that comforted him that his earthly father Joseph made for him from his workbench. The creator of the universe, he who spoke and the world came into existence, had to be taught how to walk and how to talk. See, okay? Oh, it's Ezra. Hi, Ezra. Um, he came like that, guys. Tykea, can you hold up for your perfect little son for a second? Hi Kai, that's Ezra. They're back by the way. Tykea and Kai are back and Ezra are back. Hi Ezra. Yeah, be excited that they're back home. They, they came up, they moved back he came yeah they moved back isn't that great (laughs) christine just found out you're back okay is that the best news i'm very excited if you don't know taiki and kai i love you you're missing out go meet them they're wonderful okay Um, but that was perfect timing ezra thank you he came as as that precious type guys that's what he did for us it doesn't make sense does it (laughs) where was i everybody prince of peace did i say that one already created the universe Okay, so I'll 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 say the creator of the universe one again. The creator of the universe, he who spoke and the world came into existence, had to be taught how to walk and talk. The baby Jesus who came (laughs) as the least among us is and will forever be the king of kings and lord of lords and his kingdom will have no end. He is great I am. Amen. So church, think on these things this week. We have a god we have a savior who not only created us but he cares for us he not only cares for us but he knows us he not only knows us but he can identify with us thank you jesus i my favorite christmas line is ironically in the one that p pastor jim sorry i almost said pj (laughs) and now i just said it (laughs) pastor jim the students used to call him pj uh, Pastor Jim did Hark the Herald Angel sing last week. And my favorite Christmas line is it's, you sing it so fast, you almost don't hear it, although he did speak on it last week. It's mild he lays his glory by, born that men, and yes, that means everyone, no more may die. That's Christmas right there. That's it. It's simple, but wow, is it amazing. And as we close today, it's a simple message. But even in your notes it says next steps. We Talked about the great I am humbled himself and came as a baby for you and for me. And this week I just wanna encourage us all and I'm gonna be doing this too in the midst of all those to-do lists I told you about and stuff. This week I'm gonna purpose in, our, in my heart, purpose in our heart to intentionally dwell on the magnitude of that statement that he humbled himself. And let's praise him for the greatest gift of all which is Jesus, amen, amen. And if, you, and if you do not yet know this Jesus, who knows you so beautifully and wants you to know him, then I invite you to not let the year, the year's coming to a close, right? To not let this calendar year go by without making him your Lord and Savior. Because without doing that, we lose that hope of eternity we lose that hope even here on earth right but don't let a day go by without making him your lord and savior we will have people up here at the end to pray for you for whatever need you might have but especially if you do not yet know jesus this jesus who loves you so deeply um i invite you to make him your lord and savior today today it's as simple as praying and saying jesus i believe in you thank you for coming make me a new creation And they can explain more about that. So I encourage you to not let this Christmas season go by. What a beautiful time of year to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, right? Celebrating Jesus' birthday. And then you also have a spiritual birthday. That's what it's called. um, Because... You do really feel it. Like you do become a new person. It's a beautiful thing. And we could talk to you more about that if that maybe seems a little murky, like, oh, what does that mean? They would love to talk to you about that. Also, if you are new, we do have a welcome room in the back and we do have a gift for you if you're new. So we'd be happy for you to go back there. It's the season for gifts, right? So go ahead and get a gift. <laughs> um, but for the rest of us, I just pray that we just remind, be are reminded of just the awe of Jesus's love for us. Amen? So I'm just going to pray for you guys and then we will be closing. Oh, dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you for you, your humility. We do not deserve it. We are humbled by it. And you are worthy to be praised. Lord, we thank you for this Christmas season. For some, it could be a hard time. For some, it's a very busy time. But Lord, in the midst of all that, we thank you and we acknowledge who you are, that you are the reason for this season and you are the reason we are here thank you for the hope that we have in you and I pray that that hope would stay alive in each one of us as we go about this Christmas season we love you Jesus in Jesus name we pray amen amen well have a wonderful Sunday everybody we will see you next week